This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Let's take a look at some headlines coming out of the region now. Right at the top of the agenda, a heavy downpour causing flash floods in several places in Kuala Lumpur earlier this week. In other news, Malaysia is set to reopen all international borders without quarantine for vaccinated travellers from the 1st of April. And another popular destination also opening up. Foreign travellers will be able to enter Bali without quarantine from this week. To talk more about all of these developments, we're joined now by Leslie Lopez, regional correspondent at The Straits Times. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Barty. Good morning, Alice. Well, Leslie, we have been seeing a lot of developments on the international front. Let's talk about this issue first. Just days after neighboring Singapore censured Russia over its invasion of Ukraine, Malaysia said it had no intention of imposing sanctions against Russia. Tell us more about the rationale behind this. Aside from Singapore, what exactly is behind Southeast Asia's generally muted response to the invasion as well? Well, you know, uh, as you pointed out, Singapore made the rare decision to impose sanctions. Indonesia, meanwhile, uh, criticized uh, Moscow's invasion of Ukraine. Philippines say, what a big neutral, Malaysia and Thailand kind of have remained quiet. So I think, you know, number of reasons here. Russia is one of the biggest arms suppliers to the region, and many of the countries are dependent on parts, technology upgrades, and a whole lot of stuff like that. So uh, not wanting to anger a business partner is one clearly one factor. It is also, the, Russia is also the ninth largest trading partner for the region. So, you know, and some in the region also, I think, kind of appreciate to some extent his standing up to the West. But that clearly ranks lowly. It is largely economic and these defense issues that, which is why we've seen the muted response actually from several countries in the region. Leslie, with regard to Malaysia's Klang Valley, we saw flash floods. Photos don't look very good. It encompasses the capital, the Kuala Lumpur areas around the Selangor state. So this is, what, the fourth time that the Klang Valley has been hit by flash floods in, what, about three months or so? Uh, what are we looking at now? Uh, could there be more of these floods in the coming days? What's the response looking like? Well, you know, the weather forecast suggests that uh, we're going to see these, these heavy downpours for at least the next one week. And it is very, very clear that the infrastructure to deal with this clearly very, very high levels of rainfall, which to some extent are unprecedented. I think the rain a couple of days ago was for the two hours mother to what would be for two weeks in the Klang Valley. So, you know, we've seen some unprecedented levels of rainfall and but this still doesn't move away from general criticisms that the government has done very little to upgrade flood mitigation, drainage, a uh, lot of clogged networks, uh, which is a problem actually. And we're seeing parts of town get hit with by these flash floods very, very quickly after short short rain spell. You know? So clearly, there is a big issue on planning, which is what the government will need to do. But I don't think anything is going to happen until, you know, we resolve this political crisis. You know, we're going to a, another state election uh, end of this week in Johor, neighboring Johor for Singapore. And so, you know, this, I think, is going to persist and, you know, it's just going to step up and intensify criticisms towards the government's handling of this.
Mm, hopefully they step up and make a statement to yes, address exactly. this very soon and take action to address it as well. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. There are other developments within Malaysia, though, that are less negative. According to Malaysia's Tourism and Culture Minister, Nancy Shukri, all of the country's international checkpoints will be open as Malaysia moves towards reopening its borders from 1st of April. And this includes the land route between Malaysia and Singapore via the Johor Causeway and the Second Link, of course. To what extent, Leslie, looking at the situation objectively, do you think Malaysia is really ready to open borders without a travel bubble? And what do you think of the timing of all of this? Well, you know, some 